what is up team all right obviously not the result we wanted st john's gets the first big east loss this season a 10 point uh second half beat down from the providence friars in a game where we were you know full of opportunities had our had our chance to sneak out a a nice win against a really good providence team on the road and we didn't take full advantage uh, we were up at the end of the half. We were up as, by as many as seven points in the second half. But as the game went on, Providence figured us out. Watson got going, and we did not make shots. Lost by 10 points. Uh, you can point to a bunch of things. You know, uh, As the game got closer, personally, I don't think we got the best looks. That's one thing I will say is on us. We got to do a better job of getting good shots. Uh, coaching staff has to do a better job of demanding better shots. Players have to do have to do a better job of uh, working hard to get good looks and knowing what is and isn't a good look. But, you know, coaching and blaming can only go so far. Did the coaches go 8 for 17 from the free throw line? Did the coaches go 5 for 22 from the three-point line? Champagny, our All-American stud, 0 for 8 from 3. Did the coaches do that? No. All right? So, you know, it's not all one thing to point a finger at. And, you know, you could all you could almost make a, a case that it's impressive to lose by only 10 points and to be in the ballgame against Providence if your best player is over 8 from 3. And as a team, you shoot 8 for 17 from the free throw line. And as a team, you shoot 5 for 22 from the three-point line. And you had a good shot to win a game against a good team in Providence. Maybe, maybe you could make a case that the coaching staff didn't let you down, it was the players. Now, I'm not going to you know, sit here and, and uh, cross off all the blame from the coaches. There's plenty of things. I thought the time my usage is skeptical. Second half, uh, Providence stormed back to take a two- or three-point lead after being down seven, and it took all that time to call a timeout. I thought we could have snuck one in there earlier. Um, and that's been an issue from time to time. Uh, Stanley played seriously you know some serious ball to start the second half a steal a finish um fronting watson making him work for everything and i don't think we saw him again for a while and for what reason i don't know and i will also say that i was surprised that he got the first nod in the second half because wheeler played so well in the first half and they went to stanley first second half that didn't make much sense to me but still stanley played well enough where it was like whatever all right and then he didn't get him back in and then wheeler played great too uh, NY and uh, Soriano, not so much. Uh, Smith had a couple of good minutes in the first half. Looked like maybe he learned his lesson, but uh, second half, not so much. Didn't hit some open shots. He was two for seven overall. Again, continuing on his rough shooting stretch this season. And we could really use some perimeter pop um, in our backcourt. Because Posh is an attacker and Wusu is an attacker and a distributor. We really don't have a gunslinger. Some guy that can really get going from the perimeter. Um, and you know, obviously tonight with champ going over eight, we could have used some help. Would have liked to see Smith hit a couple more shots. Uh, would have liked to see Coburn. I think he was healthy. Give a chance out there to hit a shot or two. Maybe we could have played some zone in the second half. That's another thing you can point the coach to because, you know, as the game got on and it became a half court, you know, back and forth affair, Providence, they knew what to go to. You know, they get the ball to Watson and there's a good chance he's getting two points or a free throw. We don't have that same, you know, money uh, go-to guy. 
especially tonight when when champ and i've said this before he's capable of going off like he did last night on these jump shots and making you know five or six out of seven or eight and he looks incredible unstoppable but those same shots are not always going to go in you know tonight those shots that he missed are basically the same shots he made against DePaul. you know there's really not much difference about it but you live and die by those long tough jump shots and on nights like tonight, you go 0 for 8, 0 for 8 and uh, you're, you're not li- leaving yourself much wiggle room. So, you know, we saw, I saw that coming. I think most of us could have saw that coming. You let Champ, you know, bail himself out by shooting jumpers all night, and you're liable to, you know, have an off night like this. He's really got to get it. When I say he, I mean coaching staff, the players, have to have a concerted effort at getting him going towards the basket, getting good shots close to the paint because he's an automatic player, you know, six, seven feet inside, finishes through contact, finishes off the glass, can finish with a dunk, can finish with a layup, can finish with a little baby hook or a pull-up. He's money inside the paint, and he's a fantastic jump shooter, which sometimes I think uh, I think hurts him because he, he falls back to it. Tonight it was all jump shots. Uh, 0 for 8 from 3, 5 for 19 overall, which means he was 5 for 11 the rest of the way. I don't know, uh, at least a few of those were you know, long two-range jump, long two-point jumpers. Uh, but inside the paint, he's money. So we got to find a way to work it. And whether it's pick and rolls, whether it's getting him some screens on the baseline to, you know, cut and post up low, uh, whatever it is, it's on him, it's on the coaching staff. It's on all of us. And that's the thing, but we're, we're blaming coaches and players it's never that cut and dry. Never that cut and dry. Even when we think, you know, what is coach thinking? Who knows if coach didn't tell player X, player Y to do exactly the opposite. And of course, at this stage in the game, you know, if over and over again the players don't hear what the coach is saying, then yeah, it's a problem. But right now I'm not so sure. We can't be so sure because this is a first-year team. You take away the three players with experience, Champagne, Pasha, Wusu, which, you know, no coincidence whatsoever, are the three best players on the team. Maybe that's because they have the most experience with the coaching staff. Maybe it's because they have the most experience, you know, with this system. That's a big possibility. And, uh, you know, I kind of lost my train of thought there because I'm kind of pissed off. But, you know, you got to expect some growing pains. And um, I don't I don't find it surprising that the, the three best, most consistent performers on our team are the guys that are most, um, you know, familiar with the system so i don't blame the players i don't blame the staff i blame the situation and i don't doesn't mean i'm happy or content with it just i don't think there's a reason to you know blow this whole thing up we had a bunch of transfers out i said then i don't think it's a shoe and we we improve no matter who we bring in and we brought in quality transfers and i was excited about the transfers but i said then a hundred percent there's no way to tell that this is a hundred percent an upgrade from the players that left and you can look at a player-by-player player basis. You can look at it as a group basis. It doesn't matter. There's so much more that comes into it. Familiar, familiarity with the system. Chemistry with the players. Um, being comfortable with where you're at. And it doesn't matter how anyone's doing at their new stops or anyone's doing at their previous stops. All that matters as a team last year, we had some good stuff going. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, easy to replace. And I'm by no means counting off or writing off the rest of the season. I'm saying I'm not that surprised. I'm surprised when Champ goes 0 for 8, and I think if he has a better night shooting, we compete and could easily beat a good province team on the road, which tells us we have a good team, you know? So I don't think there's any reason to 
burn it all down and say, we can't be better. I think there's plenty of reasons to be upset, but there's also reasons to think we could rattle off three or four wins and everyone's going to be praising Coach Anderson, similar to what happened last year. I mean, we were seven and six last year. And what, one and three in the Big East, one and four in the Big East, something terrible, something terribly awful. Coincidentally, when we turned the season around is when we went to Connecticut. And that's where we go next game, at UConn. So hopefully we can have similar results, get a nice big road win, and turn the season around. But it's way too early to say it's not going to work. We can say it's not working right now. We can say we haven't played great right now, even tonight. I'm not saying we played great. Obviously, look at those shooting stats I said. Fouled, we had 12 fouls in the first half, all right? Who cares who's in the game? You can't have 12 fouls. You can't put yourself in position to have 12 fouls. Soriano, you can't complain about an obvious foul to start the second half when you have three fouls. You have to be smart enough not to be in that position. You have three fouls. Coach is relying on you to be smart enough to play to start the second half with three fouls. And I don't, I, I, I hate when, you know, I, I saw a couple people uh, say, why is coach even playing him to start second half? Listen, either he fouls out or you foul him out yourself. Not playing him is the same as him fouling out. So give him the chance, teach him a lesson, and hopefully he's smart enough. But if you don't play him because he's in foul trouble, that's the same as him fouling out, right? And he didn't even foul out. He finished with the four fouls. So it's not like he fouled out. Sometimes I think coaches are too conservative, worrying about people getting into foul trouble. You know, and, and this is a, a, a negative, honestly, but it's almost a positive. Our bigs, there's no difference between, the, you know, the four of them in all reality. You know, Soriano, Wheeler, Stanley, NY, they're all about the same. So if one's out, and the other one's in, it doesn't really matter. You might as well play the ones you want to play. If one fouls out, just bring the next one in. So I won't even worry about pulling your bigs in terms of foul trouble. Soriano, four fouls in 15 minutes, two points, two rebounds, two points, three rounds, one assist. You know, obviously not his best game playing against a big guy. Um, I thought uh, pound for pound, Stanley did the best guarding uh, um, Watson in the post, fronting him in the start of the second half, did a good job. I thought NY did a pretty good job blocking shots for the two minutes he was in. And I felt Wheeler played the best game he's played in the St. John's uniform. Hustle his ass on defense, took good shots, battled for Wheeler. But you can't, you can't ask him to battle for, with Wheeler for you know long stretches of the game. He's just too thin. But, like I said, you know, um, Let's go down the line here. Wusu. Let's talk about this for a second because I know people are going to come at me because I'm the biggest Wusu fan there is. And I love the guy. I talk all the time about how he's a fantastic passer and I am not backing down that one bit. Here's the thing. There's five turnovers he had today. A few of those turnovers can't happen. There's no excuse. All right. Sloppy passes, lazy passes. He's not focused. A couple of those turnovers, about two of those five turnovers are turnovers that are he's being aggressive. I thought... In the second half, he passed to Champagne on the baseline. If Champagne followed through on the cut, it would have been a layup. Another one, he drove baseline, tried to dish it off to Wheeler or Stanley. Didn't come through there because uh, uh, Providence made a good read. But those are good, you know, aggressive turnovers that if they work, they're going to lead to baskets. A few of those, like that turnover he had in the backcourt where he just dribbled, right, right, put the ball down right away against the press, got stripped for an easy layup. That's inexcusable. We're going to ask you to be a primary ball handler. You got to be uh, more secure with the basketball. A couple passes on the, uh, you know, to the wing over a guy's head out of bounds. Inexcusable. But him being aggressive as a passer, we need that. There's no one else that are setting people up. I mean, Posh has been more aggressive as a scorer. But besides Posh from time to time, it's really 
Wusu and no one else setting up anyone else for easy baskets. All right. He's become our main primary facilitator. And he's a really good passer. I'm not uh, giving him a pass for all these turnovers. I'm saying we got to expect some. Hopefully he can limit the ones that are, um, you know, not high risk, high reward. Just lazy, unfocused turnovers. And he does have to stop some of those. But 20 points tonight, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He's becoming clear as day, one of our top three guys. Um... Posh, 14 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, 6 for 13 overall, 0 for 2 from 3. So, you know, his 3-point shot, he's shown glimpses, a couple stretches during a few game stretches where he's been hot. But for the most part, he's about the same as he was last year from 3, which makes him, you know, tough to be a primary scorer because at such, at his, such a, uh, at his height, if he's going to be looking to score, and he can't shoot from three, you can kind of, you know, give him a foot or two and challenge him at the rim without fouling, and then he's uh, forced to make tough shots, which he's fully capable of, but uh, you'd like to see him be just a little bit more consistent from three, hoping things up for everybody else. So Wheeler had 15, Wusu had 20, Posh had 14, Champagne had 11, um, also seven rebounds for Champagne. Overall, though, we were 30 for 73 from the field, while Providence was 27 for 53 from the field. So while it looks like we took 20 more shots, you got to understand that those times they get fouled and go to the line, those don't count as shots. So it was closer than those 20 shot discrepancy. Um, they were 3 for 16 from the three-point line, so they didn't light it up from three by any means. Um, it was a good opportunity for a win, and we didn't get it. Now we go to UConn, a team who, you know, on paper I think is tougher than Providence, but uh, they haven't been playing as well. Um, physically, they present just as equally as uh, tough as a matchup inside. Sanago's a big guy. They've also got a huge front line altogether, probably bigger than Providence, uh, you know, when you take everybody in consideration. But still, not going to be an easy game. Hopefully our experience last year, uh, translates over, and we're confident enough to get past this loss and get a big win. You win at UConn, you're 2-1 with a big win on the road. You have Georgetown at home with a chance to go 3-1, okay? You got to get past this loss to Providence. Would it have been great to win this game? Absolutely. Did we have our opportunities? You betcha. Did we lose to a team that was favored to beat us? Yeah. All right, so you beat UConn. You turn the tables, then you have all the momentum in the world to get a nice win against Georgetown at home. You're 3-1 in the Big East. We're not that far away from being in a great spot. Am I wrong there? No, I'm not. But if you want to look critically and you want to think, shit, the sky's falling, we could lose to UConn, be 1-2 and two with all the pressure in the world to play against the Georgetown team you're supposed to beat at home. All right? So you might as well take advantage of this game at UConn. You win, you got a free game. You lose, shit, pressure's on you. All right? So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Sorry it took me a while. I've been having a long fucking day. I think I'm coming out with a little bit of cough. But thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, review. Uh, follow me on YouTube. Say hello to your neighbors. And until next time, I've been D'Angelo Harrison. This has been Pat Kane. Peace.